welcome back to another bonus episode of the Board Game Community Show. I'm your host, Riley Stock. I'm the BM for this adventure through Bunkers and Badasses, which is a D&D style game set in the world of Borderlands, the video game. Leader Games and Nerdvana Games teamed up and made it a reality, so that is so exciting. If you haven't heard the other two, I suggest you go back and listen to them. They're listed as bonus episodes in Season 0, so if you're on Apple, it might be at the very, very bottom of all of the episodes because it's zero. I might need to change that later. This quest that we're running through is an actual quest from the source book. So if you don't want spoilers, skip it. If you haven't listened to the first two episodes, then what are you doing listening to this one? Go back! Go back! Those first two episodes are an absolute blast, and they will fill you in on what's going on up until the point that we are at in this one. Minor warning, this episode is a little more PG-13 than any of the other board game community show episodes. It's got a little bit of violence and a very small amount of bad words. It is called Bunkers and Badasses, after all. Without further delay, Bunkers and Badasses, the quest for the wizard's wand continues. So, you want to hear a story? Previously, our vault hunters came to Brimstone with no real clue on what they were doing. After going to Marcus, they learned of the wizard's wand. Marcus offered them a lot of gold to retrieve it. We also informed them that there were letters scattered throughout town. After a surprising amount of collateral damage, our vault hunters are now ready to seek out the wizard's wand. As you depart Brimstone, you noticed a uh, a post that looks all fancy. It's got some like magical symbols on it, and it lights up as you guys pass it. Marcus comes over your stones or plays into your head via Echomancy. Oh, I see you found a a fast travel station. This will make Getting back to town easier after you've made the long trek to Satan's Gumline. Now, once you've finished the quest, you can just fast travel back there using a spell that you don't know, but you just know it. All right? It's a respawn point. Yeah, you just say there's no place like Brimstone. Tap your heels together and voila. But you've got to make the trek there by yourself, and you have to visit each fast travel station in order to fast travel there. So, so it's not like you can just take a shortcut. You leave town, and a little bit out, you see some caves with some skag, which are like these demon-like dog creatures, real fierce looking. 
Uh, and they're just kind of playing off by some caves, uh, by their dens. It's like a small cave that they just come out of and, and just frolic around their little dusty field. And then you travel a little bit further and you hit a loading screen of a mountain range. And it's just sitting there and you're loading. It's a long travel. And all of a sudden over your, your echomancy, you hear, Hello, Clap Trappians. Welcome to the newest episode of Clapping Out with Clap Trap. Today, my special guest is that voice inside my head. Hello, voice inside my head. How are you? You're garbage. All you do is garbage. Why do you keep doing these episodes? You should just throw yourself in the scrap heap, you piece of crap. More like crap trap. Well, that's all the time we have. Until next week, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Poor buddy. And now you've loaded. You've reached uh, Satan's Gumline. As you approach the abandoned tunnels that Dahlia has set up, there's a circular weathered vault door, which has a circle, and it's kind of like an upside-down V with an arch instead of a point on the V. So that giant circle door uh, seals the entrance into the tunnel. The door has a massive hinge on the right side and is mounted low enough that if it were to swing open, it would drag a wide furrow in the heaped sand before it. Right now, there is no such furrow, so it seems like this door hasn't been opened in a very long time. If okay, so you're saying in front of the door, it just there's just a bunch of sand and dirt caked there, so it does seem like it hasn't. There's no movement. There's no yes. sign of recent use. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, well, should, should we try and pull the door open? We could. Do we have any ability to detect traps, incendiary devices, magic? Is there? Do we have any of that? I don't think so. Well, I think that would just be a search check. Okay. Seven total. You don't see any traps. It just looks to be all... It just looks like an old door that hasn't been opened in a while. Fair enough. I have an idea, guys. Okay. We have a grenade. What if we just, what if we backed up and threw the grenade at the door just in case there's something on the other side and it's, it's like trapped in some way? That sounds yes. like a plan. I'll go even further back and cover the entrance with my sniper rifle just in case something comes out. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll uh, retreat. <laughs> okay, so we're going to back up a bit. And I've got the that Torg Merv grenade. It does split up into three different targets, but one of the things will probably hit the door, right? Yeah. Okay. Does anybody else have anything else that's like that's kind of grenade like or dynamite like or something like that? Everybody has three of those grenades, by the way. Oh, okay, cool. It depends. Well, how mm. how thick does the door look? Do we need to like chuck more than one grenade? for a bigger explosion. It's like a solid, thick metal door. I mean, as far as you can tell, it seems very sturdy. Mm. All right, just for fun, I'm going to contribute one grenade as well to the to the party. Okay. So we want to try two grenades at the door and see what happens? Yeah, let's see. Yeah. All right, cool. How far away are you going to be throwing from? What's a, what do you guys think is a safe distance? 20 feet, 30 um, feet? What are these feet you talk of? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. 
I don't know. What do you guys use? Squares. (laughs) Oh, sorry. That's right. I'm imagining being at least five squares away. Okay. (laughs) All right. As it splits into three, and I don't want to be one of the things it gets. Uh... Yeah, that's true. All right. Then, yeah, I guess, yeah, five squares. Is five squares okay? Can I throw five squares? Yeah, you you'll roll in accuracy. Both okay. of you throwing will roll in accuracy. Okay. Can I send you a picture of this? Because I just got a twenty. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, I got a five. I believe you. <laughs> Good, thanks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so where were you aiming? Like directly dead center of the door. And uh, where were you hitting? Well, I was going to aim for the same sort of place, but I only got a five for my accuracy. So you throw your grenades. Yours, Cosmender, hits dead center, blows up. There's smoke, dust. You see other explosions hitting right next to it. Uh, and then <laughs> Tarquins goes off to the side and hits like the very edge of the door, more so hitting the rock. It blows up and splits into more grenades and it causes even more like dirt and debris to fly and as the smoke settles the door still stands but to the left where Tarquin's grenade so rubbishly was tossed the rock has started to chip away nice (laughs) that's awesome I'm gonna be like hey buddy I'm so glad you missed I meant to do that all along. <laughs> as good as your 20 was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's that's sometimes that's how it goes. As the dust settles, there's some tracks like uh, rails for carts, you know, like mine carts mm-hmm. that have been revealed that go towards the door and, and then also go out away from the door. How big is the hole in the side of the rock that we've blown up let's say four feet wide by five feet tall Uh, and it goes in it's probably like two feet deep and the metal door is still like two feet deep isn't quite far enough for the metal door okay so we chuck another grenade down the hole we've already made to blow it up even more sure yeah that makes sense to me i'll do that um, do you, what's the timing? Could I like walk and pull the pin and just put it on the floor and run rather than having to do accuracy and such? Yeah, I think you could pull that off. You could also try shooting it if you wanted. Oh, but again, that would involve accuracy. I'm just going to pull the pin, drop it and peg it. Do a, let's do a traverse check. Oh, are you going to contribute too? Well, just sometimes if like time isn't an issue and we're just sort of like it's just us versus wall, you can kind of just assume that the accuracy isn't going to really be an issue because you're just going to keep doing it until you hit it. So I don't, that's just sometimes mm-hmm. you could just sort of, I think it's like it's like taking a 10. You're like, eh, the accuracy oh. doesn't matter so much. It'll get done eventually. But we do have a limited amount of grenades. Yeah. But if we were shooting, do we have unlimited uh, ammo? Yeah. Then we could just shoot um, at it. I thought you yeah. meant shoot the grenade. No. No, I meant like shoot at the wall area. We just shoot at it uh. until it's big enough. <laughs> because if we have unlimited ammo, accuracy doesn't really matter, eh? 
No, that's true. You could do the same thing with the sniper. Like, if you wanted to shoot the grenade, then it's like, we'll just assume you hit it, because if you miss it, you'll just shoot again and hit it. Well, I've already crossed off my grenade off my sheet, so I'm going to use the grenade. I'm going to stick to the plan, whack it in and run. So you toss the grenade in, you start running, and it explodes behind you. You look like a total badass because there's just an explosion as you run away. The, the uh, wind that's the blast has blown your hair and, and your clothing forward. And it just looks very, very badass as you run away from this awesome explosion. Does he get any? Oh, does he get a badass yeah. token? <laughs> no. Darn it. Darn it. <laughs> I don't know if you give badass tokens away for, you know what? Let's go ahead and do it. Let's give you a badass yeah, token. Cool. There's no rule written about it <laughs> right now. <laughs> This is a demo. I make my own rules. (laughs) So as the dust settles, the hole is a lot bigger, probably like eight feet wide, uh, roughly the same height, maybe like six or seven feet tall. So you could comfortably walk in there and it is significantly deeper, so much so that it does go around the door. Mm. All right. I reckon maybe a loud explosion might have attracted attention. So maybe we should like wait a minute and see if anything comes out to investigate the noise. Good thinking. Yeah, I agree. That's a good idea. Thanks. Nothing, nothing comes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Can't be too careful. Yeah. So then I guess we can kind of cautiously kind of start to go through that hole and see what's on the other side there. Yeah, let's go. Sweet. And didn't we decide last time that our guns have got like a little bit of light on them? Cosmenders does because she has a flame. Ah. Oh, oh, right. Funny. You best go first yeah, then. Sorry. I will lead the way. <laughs> no worries. It's okay. If, if we die, we just wake up again. So <laughs> I'll lead the way. As you go through there and round the door, uh, you just see a tunnel. It's a long, long tunnel with rails leading deeper in. Okay, we're in Wario's gold mine. Do, is there any indication of what mineral is mined here? No. Can we see those tracks that you mentioned, the tracks on the other side? Yeah, yep. Yeah. So those so the, rails yeah. continue. Okay. okay, and we know that these tracks are unfinished, so uh, let's just follow them until we see some something of note, I guess, or maybe a part of it that was unfinished so we can see why exactly they were unfinished, etc. Eventually you come to a large room. While the area outside looks to have been abandoned in a hurry, the state of the cavernous atrium that you've now approached uh, shows just how much of a hurry it was. Crates and barrels stand on pallets, waiting for transport carts that never came, cabling snakes across the smooth rock floor thrown haphazardly aside when the end came for the stonemasons and carpenters who didn't make it out. Opposite the main entrance door where you're coming from, quiet, clattering noises betray movement. Skeletons with spears are moving what looks like weapons onto a pile, A skeleton with a bow and arrow watches the large metal door, so he's kind of looking towards you as you round the corner. He hasn't seen you yet. While a blue-hued skeleton larger than the others somehow stares down another empty mineshaft. 
You can hear the two skeletons that are with the spears that are loading guns into a pile say, they just left everything behind like these weapons over here. That's a nice gun. There's nice stuff in a lot of these crates. We wouldn't have to use these old spears anymore with guns like these. Yeah, but but I like my spear better. That's probably weird, huh? No, no, I was I was just about to say that until you said it. I thought I was the only one. I'd just miss my spear if I wasn't using it. You know, it, it's an extension of my body now. I put in a lot of time with it. Exactly. Who wants to start over? It's not about the latest trends. It's about we've mastered the spear. Yes, thank you. It's about mastery. These are artists. <laughs> I can't take away their paintbrush. About eight squares ahead of you, that's where the two uh, skeletons with the spears are standing next to that pile. About six squares ahead of you is the skeleton archer. And then about ten squares to the left of that archer is where the blue-hued skeleton is. And he's he's standing next to like a barrel that's marked as a fire barrel. And the archer is standing next to a barrel that's marked with an electric barrel. Does the mm-hmm. does the big blue dude have any visible weapons? Oh yes, he does. He's holding two short swords. Swords. So I would say the archer is probably the biggest threat because the swords have got to be close range and the yeah. spears, if they chuck that once, they've lost their weapon, whereas the archer probably got multiple arrows. That is a good point. Do, uh, who was standing next to the fire barrel? Was that the guy with the sword? The, the big dude is next to the fire barrel and the archer is next to electricity, electric. And the two little ones are loading the guns into the crate, aren't they? Okay, gotcha. Somebody should shoot the barrel. Yeah. What, shoot the fire barrel or the electric barrel? The electric, well, both of them, but the electric barrel first, I think. Yeah, we shoot the electric barrel and we take out the archer. How many many squares away was the um, electric barrel? About six. Because of my sniper rifle, if it's further than three, I get plus three accuracy, so... Would it make mm-hmm. sense for me to shoot it? Sounds good to me. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. All right. I will take aim at the electric barrel. And my accuracy for that is 17, 18, 19, 20, 23. Oh, nice. Yes, you're definitely going to hit that. You snipe the heck out of that, that electric barrel and it explodes into a frenzy of electricity, shocking that skeleton. You know, normal electric things. You can see his bones, bones because of the amount of electricity surging through his skeletal body. Just imagine little tiny bone-shaped inner bones inside the bone. <laughs> so you deal 3d6 damage. 15 total. Ooh. Ooh. That was a good hit. Now they're alerted to you, though, so we're going to roll for initiative. Fifteen. Eight. Twenty. I'm nine. Tarquin is going to go first, then. Okay, well, I reckon the the exploding barrel probably might have um, surprised them a little bit. I'm just going to stay in the doorway and continue to snipe, uh, like, pick off as many as I can. So... I'm going to probably 
I'll shoot the one. I'll shoot the archer again because he's wounded, and I've got a chance of finishing him off. Perfect. Twelve accuracy. The archer is looking pretty damaged. She's it. It's hunched over and looking pretty frightened. It just got electrocuted and now been shot. Adding injury to injury. To add insult, I'm just going to yell, you suck! (laughs) Just to make it feel really bad about itself. So sad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then actually, this is something we missed last time, but if your range is three plus, you get to take an extra attack with minus three uh, accuracy instead of plus three. Oh. Which essentially cancels out because it's your favorite weapon. So you just don't get any additional modifier. So it's just whatever I naturally roll? Yep. Oh, might as well then. Uh, eight. Oh, dang. He looks up at you, frightened as your bullet blasts into him and he just turns to dust. Yeah. Dusty bones. <laughs> but if you got close enough, you would see that it was actually a pile of smaller bones made up his <laughs> That was the only. And where... within those bones are even tinier bones. <laughs> exactly. So where he was standing, because you shot that electrical barrel, there is a puddle that is unavoidable. It's it's three squares wide. Oh, I used feet earlier when I described the entrance of the... Oh, no. Why didn't you guys call me out? (laughs) You're in a two-squared-wide tunnel, and that barrel was near the exit of that tunnel. Entrance. Either way, depending which direction you're heading, right? There's a puddle of electricity that's just radiating on the floor uh, right there. So that'll be unavoidable for you guys. A puddle of electricity. Okay. Yeah, it's it's taken up like nine squares of space in front of you. So has it hit any of the other skeletons? No. No, okay. Just barely out of their range. They're probably like two squares away from it. You're now five squares away from that puddle. Are we sort of one side of it and they're the other side of it? If you see it. So yes. It's the electric thing in the middle of us, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's me done. Okay. Sorry, chat. <laughs> I'm still trying to wrap my brain around it being a liquid that is itself electric. <laughs> you could think of it like a plasma that's electrified, maybe. Fair enough. I, is there any way for us to like create a, a reaction so that we can get some of that to run off into the air, maybe? To dissipate so that it, it neutralizes the, the dangerous element of it, basically. Although, we, we, just... we shouldn't worry about that until we've killed the skeletons, because for now, if it's a barrier between us, they can't get across yeah, it either, true. right? That's true. I'm just still I'm just trying to figure it out. Sorry. Okay. Um. Yeah. All right. So am, am I the one hitting next? If you wanted to do an insight check on the, the, pla- the electric puddle, you could do that. Okay. That'd be a good idea. I have a minus one, but I can try anyway. 19. Okay, you can tell that it's starting to dissipate. Like it'll take, it'll take okay. two rounds of combat for it to disappear. Okay. All right. Cool. At the All rate right. it's going. Gotcha. Because uh, I mean, like battery acid is a thing, 
but I'm just like, <laughs> anyway, I'm just trying to figure out like, what is this electric water? <laughs> that, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, all right. You can handle living skeletons, but electric water. What? <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that's a bridge too far, Tarquin. All right. All right. Uh, I will shoot. I guess I'll I'll pretty much. It's magical, yo. Yeah, you're right. I should just. Yeah, this up. It's magic. Shut up. Shut up, Cosmo. Okay. Um, the fire barrel sounds to me like something that also shouldn't be in a liquid form. So I'm curious as to what will happen if I blow somebody up just like the just like the last guy. So I'm gonna I think I might just copy Tarquin's move and shoot the fire barrel <laughs> and hope something happens something bad happens to Swordy Dude. So it is eight squares away from you. Alright. Which is beyond your range at this point. Okay, your range so is I need to five move. squares. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what? You know what? I'm going to throw a grenade at it. No, my range is still only five. I'd still have to move. Oh, wait. Isn't there a range? I think I said a range on that grenade. Four squares. It has a four square range. Sorry, I don't think I told you that. Okay, so if you run to the edge of that pool, you'll be in within range of... Uh, the skeleton. Okay. I think I'm going to shoot at it rather than use a grenade. Okay. But that's what I'm going to do. So, 17. So you get to roll 5d4s. Sweet. 14 total. So you roll 3d6. 2, 4, 6. Well, now he looks at you, flames at his feet. There, It does create the same three by three puddle around its central okay. point and he's standing near it okay. and he readies his swords you can see kind of a grin on it on its face oops it's skeletal face now i don't know if you wanted to do anything else or i oh sorry i thought my turn was over i, I it, can I, mean, I do anything else you could still throw a grenade you could use your action skill Okay, if I can still throw a grenade, then sure, I'll throw a grenade at him. Okay. <laughs> oh, a really long turn. Minus two because my damage modifier, so nine. And where were you throwing it at? Well, actually, it doesn't matter. If you were aiming at the blue-hued one, right? Yeah, the big one. Okay, that's the only one that's in range right now for you. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, he's blasted, staggers a little bit, but... Still looking pretty darn menacing. Okay. Now, unless you wanted to do an extra attack or something that would give me a mayhem point, mwahaha. No, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Then it is Robin's turn. So I could either throw a grenade, grenade as well. Um, this electric water is still there, isn't it? Just yeah, swooshing around. Um. Can I jump over it? Is that yeah? You can try and jump it. But it's a, think, well, it's, a, I, I, it's a nine. It's a three by three well, radius, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you would be jumping three squares. I might just throw a grenade. Maybe I should just throw a grenade at the blue, at the blue guy as well. Okay. If he's the nearest, and just while this electric water is still in the area, can't really. So I'll do that. 
onto or like right next to the right puddle to the as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you can definitely do that. Okay. So you're gonna roll three d fours. Three d four. Okay. So that's nine total. It's still looking pretty tough. It's looking a little annoyed at you guys though. Okay. Why are you picking on me? There's two other guys right here. Not worried about them. Don't tell them to attack us. We just don't mm. like the color blue. It's because I'm blue, huh? Oh, it's because you're the big scary one. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Look how he just backs off of it. I, I think I, I need to wait for this electric water's out of the way and um, we can get a bit nearer, I think. So I don't think I'll do anything else for the moment. Now it is Scott off the bus. Uh, um, I will. You won't be able to throw a grenade because Cosmender and Robin are now blocking your ent- your points where you would be able to throw a grenade from. Okay. But you could squeeze between them, but that would put you in the puddle. If you wanted to move through the puddle, you could get to the other side of it. You'd take a little damage. Up to you. Okay. Your shotgun doesn't have as good a range, right? No. Okay, well, I... I'm going to use my parkour again. I'm going to try to jump over the electric puddle. It's going to be a pretty difficult jump since it's three squares, but you can totally do it. I mean, I don't know what else I'm going to do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's... 16. Oh, nice. And you know what? Since they're in your way, you could technically vault off them, which is plus five. So. Okay. Yeah. So you sprint towards your friends. Which uh, one are you going to vault over? Can I do both? You grab onto one of each shoulder. Oh, then you're not even jumping. Yeah, you like grab onto Cosmender's left shoulder and Robin's right shoulder and then use them to launch yourself forward being a total badass and leaping over the electric puddle. You've landed safely on the other side. Three squares to your left is the big blue skeleton. Three squares to your right are the other two, the spearman skeletons. Okay. I wonder if this is a good time to use my action skill. Ooh. Oh, you don't have two guns, do you? Not yet. Sorry, friendo. But there is a pile of guns not far from you. Okay. Which direction is it? Is it towards the blue guy or to the other two? So you know what? Those are actually more like two... The guns are two squares to your right. And right behind the pile of guns is where the spearmen skeletons are. Uh, I'll, I'll just attack the blue guy, I guess. So you're not going to get the bonus damage because he's three squares away. Ooh, 18. Oh, for real? Yeah. You get a D... 1D8 and 1D12. Five for the D8 and a one for the D12. (laughs) Sweet. So six total? Yeah. Well, that wasn't very nice. Let's get him. Both of the skeletons, the smaller skeletons, run towards Scott off the bus and... Will attack you. 
Oh, man. Is there any way we could try diplomacy before they attack? <laughs> well, after we've already brought in one of them up. <laughs> I think it's a little bit late now. <laughs> Why? They, look, their bosses didn't care about them. Their bosses wanted them to use guns, and they don't want to use guns. They want to use spears. They're spearmen. What if we were like, hey, you could just go live your life, keep your spears, do whatever you want, just leave us alone, and we'll take care of these guns that you don't like. You could totally do it. Talking is a free thing. <laughs> yeah. So I would try it. I'd be like, why attack us? We took care of those of your bosses. You could just go if you want. Roll yeah, go ahead and roll a talk check. Okay. Okay. Whoops. <laughs> I need new dice. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, what'd you roll? It was a two. So it wasn't like an exact Ooh. fail. But it was yeah. a pretty hard fail. I think maybe I just screamed at them, like pant hooted in, in chimpanzee or something. I'm not really sure what I did, but I, I don't think it was an effective argument. <laughs> they laughed and they're like, we love our job. We would never do leave our post. Fair enough. All right, we'll just kill you. It's fun gathering guns. <laughs> you, you tried. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was fine. Good. It was fine. We'll just kill you guys. It's okay. <laughs> Both of the skeletons round the pile. One of them is just out of range. One's like two squares away from you because it had to maneuver around the pile of guns from Scott off the bus. And the other one's directly in front of you and is going to attack you with its spear. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Yeah. You take 10 damage. Okay. So you're sitting at five shields. Not too shabby. And then the big guy, Cosmender, ticked off the blue guy the most, I think, by shooting that barrel. It's going to charge past Scott off the bus and just go straight for Cosmender. Standing two squares away from you, it's standing in the, the electric field. It doesn't affect him at all. Okay. You see him kind of wave his arms around and he glows for a second, kind of shimmers. Okay. That's it. That's his turn. He couldn't get close enough to attack, but... So he just put on a pretty little light show for us? Put on a pretty little light show. Yeah. Oh, it's so sweet. Okay. charging up. Ain't I pretty? (laughs) Yeah. That's really nice. (laughs) What you doing, buddy? Trying to dazzle you. Okay. You know, it's not quite as alluring as a dance. It's not to say it's not working. Okay. Um, who can I see? Like, who is anyone blocking my line of sight? No, you can shoot past them. They'll they'll crouch for you. I'm sure they'll get out of your way. So you can see you can see everybody. Excellent. Um, okay. So the big blue dude is advancing on Cosmender. Yes. There's a spear dude going for Scott off the bus, and then the other spear dude is still at the box of guns, is he? He's come around. He's two squares away from Scott off the bus. So next time, next round, he'll be a threat. Okay, but I reckon the big blue dude is probably the strongest. Can I aim for his hand to make him drop one of his swords? Yeah. There you go. I'm going to try and shoot the sword out of his hand. Okay. I got 16. Ooh. All right. You hit him. It's not strong enough. He doesn't 
drop the sword, but it does just deal damage to him. Okay. Uh, Ten. That sucks for you, because he, he shimmers again as soon as it hits his hand, and the bullet bounces right back at you. You take ten points of damage. What a douche. Okay, well, but I'm instantly going to do my second shot, my extra attack. So yeah. before he's all like, mm, I'm just going to be like, pop one off again. Okay. Um, that's no modifiers, a 16. Oh, perfect. You get another D8 and D12, or D10 and D12. Uh, t- uh, 21. Oh, dang. <laughs> so he starts to laugh like, Oh, 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 gosh. Why? I celebrated too soon. Take that, you shiny bastard. <laughs> His bones are cracking. It's looking pretty damaged. That's me done, then. All right, then I will just phase lock him. Okay, all right. So I feel like this is probably going to be his last, uh, his last stand, because he is upset now, so... Is there any way for me to do a sort of badass move with a phase lock? By basically, like, energy sphering him into the air and then kind of thwacking him on the ground? Yeah, let's do it. Sweet. Do I have to... Do I have to crit? <laughs> <laughs> no, so you're going to do a... You're going to initiate a badass move. So you describe okay. what they you want to do, and anybody can join in if they want. Okay, so yeah, that's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to... I'll hold him up in the air for about two seconds. Anybody wants to get some shots in on him, go ahead and do it then. And then I'm going to pound him to the ground. Can I... <laughs> what if I slide a grenade along the floor so when you slam him onto the ground, he lands on the grenade? And blows up. Ooh. <laughs> I love it. That's such a good idea. That's that's going to be my contribution. <laughs> and that is my... Very that's flashy. my last grenade. <laughs> I love it. And Anybody then else? Tar- Robin would be next. Well, um, do you want to contribute? What else can I add apart from more? Uh, maybe I can. Maybe I could. Yeah, get in a couple of shots while that's going on as well. Yeah. Okay, that works. With my pistol, I can move in a bit closer. <laughs> you want to move a bit? You could try and because it's all badass. You could try doing like a flip over the puddle or something. This yeah okay this will be my time to try and jump over this puddle finally <laughs> see my, nice. my opportunity <laughs> <laughs> to sh- to shoot in the air and jump over this puddle at the same Ooh, time. Oh nice! <laughs> in so as, cool. as I go over. <laughs> Perfect. And then uh, Scott off the bus. Do you want to contribute? Can I throw a grenade above him? Ooh. Or is- Sure. Yeah. So there's two grenades? <laughs> yeah. It's a little pu- like a fireworks sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's right. actually a blue boned skeleton sandwich because it's in the middle, right? That's true. He's the juicy <laughs> filling. All right. Mm-hmm. Juicy skeleton. Perfect. Macaron. So you don't even need. Oh, everybody's going to roll their D20s. Yes. Okay. Um, so I rolled an 18. Oh, like it's I've got a badass token. What does that? What can I do with the badass token? Uh, if you wanted, you could up any of your rolls. Oh, yeah. okay. Plus one to a roll. 
Yeah, I'm going to spend that now just in case. I mean, you can decide afterwards. That's okay. No, I'm 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 all in. That that gives okay. me an eleven. Okay, so you rolled an eleven. Cosmender rolled what? I rolled an eighteen plus the one, so it was a nineteen. Um, I rolled four in total. Oh, very good. You're really good at these badass rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, I I rolled a five. Oh, you're good too. All right. Yeah. Well, luckily, it doesn't really matter because you all just combine them together. And yeah, you you easily passed it. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to say at the very start, Cosmender pops up the blue boned baddie several feet into the air. Scott off the bus tosses his grenade right up above him, dealing one D3. Or 3d4, sorry. So go ahead and roll 3d4. Three. Okay, so nine. First one hits, or all three of them hit him, and he's looking really, really bad. Also, the one skeleton that had worked its way around that isn't quite close to you is right next to him, pretty much. So one of those grenades hit that skeleton, dealing nine damage. Or uh, I guess I would just pick one. Let's just say three damage. Let's simplify this for me. <laughs> Tarquin has rolled a grenade, and while he's while the grenade is rolling to be underneath the blue bone baddie, uh, Robin dives across the puddle of electricity, aiming his pistol and shooting midair. Go ahead and shoot. Roll uh, an accuracy. Eighteen. Yeah. Noise. So you're going to roll three times, but it's going to be six total D4. 14. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. The blue baddie is in tears. Somehow from its dry boned body, it has summoned magical tears. <laughs> Also, your pistol deals explosive damage, so the skeleton next to it is like, oh, why did I come here? <laughs> they were picking on him. I should have gone the other way. And it takes four more damage. The grenade has rolled underneath the blue baddie at this point. Cosmender drops the bones, the crying heap of bones onto this grenade uh <laughs> let's say let's see i'm gonna give and cosmender's gonna roll 2d4 and you're gonna roll tarquin's gonna roll 3d4 sweet plus the 3d6 of the cryo damage so i looked at it and you only deal cryo damage if it's an enemy that can't be phase locked oh oh yeah okay that's fair it does say if an enemy cannot be phase locked they take cryo damage yeah okay so we in the phase lock, they don't take it. No. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little gung-ho. Um, so they don't take any damage inside the inside the bubble. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. So no damage then. So the do you say two or three D4? Two D4 for you. And right. Tarquin's going to roll three D4. I got four. I got a total four. As the blue baddie drops 
onto the grenade. It just shatters in a shower of blue dust and tears and epic badassness. And again, the explosion hits the skeleton next to him, leaving, you can see now, cracks on that second skeleton. And it's looking pretty worse for wear. The big blue baddie doesn't even get to do a final thing because it's just turned to dust. You know, in the wind of its dust, you hear, I hope this time I get resurrected as a firefly. <laughs> That's so peaceful. Uh, all right. Yeah, that was that was a badass turn. So now you get four badass tokens, Cosmender. Sweet. Scott, you get two. Everybody else gets two. I don't need to tell everyone they get one or two. Yay. Good job. Good work, team. Those are all some fun moves. Very badass. So the uh, skeleton, there's one left, right? There's two left, isn't there? It's sort of like one and a half. They're both left. Okay, so... Yeah, they're both left. So the... Yeah, there's one that's totally undamaged. Yeah. So Robin's turn. Robin, you're across. So the cracked baddie is probably about four squares away from you. And then the one that's full health is three squares in front of you. Okay, well, I'll probably go to shoot the full health one because the other one, the others will sort out. So I'll move forward (laughs) and head towards the full health one. And yeah, use my pistol. Perfect. Um, Plus one, that's nine. Okay, so you're going to roll 2d4. Now four. It's still looking pretty. Nice, nicely, newly polished bones. Mm. A slight singe on them. <laughs> mm. Well, I don't really. It's it's near this weapon, this box of weapons, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I do. I don't want to like throw a grenade nearby. Just probably a good call. So <laughs> I will leave it there. Okay. <laughs> Unless you wanted an epic explosion of bullets and shrapnel well, <laughs> yeah, to I, spray I upon all of you. Waste yeah, shrapnel. the box. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Then it is Scott off the bus's turn. Which one was closer to me? The one that uh, that Robin just attacked. Okay. I mean, that one's one square away from you. The other one's two squares away from you. And its bones are cracking. Okay. I'll go after the one that's already damaged then. Uh, oof. That's an eight. Okay, so two D8. And then you get a plus two damage to whatever. Okay, so that's seven and eight. Fifteen. Whoa! That's a lot of damage for a average roll yeah (laughs) you turn that skeleton into a proper ghost (laughs) again it's this time last time you killed someone with your shotgun it confettied blood and guts against the floor this time it just confettis dusted bones and it's just the chest cavity that turns to dust and the head and the arms and the legs just kind of collapse onto the floor rolling away my name was Bone Daddy. 
<laughs> that's it. Yeah. Did you have anything else you were gonna do? No, that's it. Okay. Can't. What can I do besides that? You could move. You could throw a grenade, which would be a very bad idea because you're right next to him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, not a whole lot. You could take an extra attack if you wanted. It would give me a mayhem point. Can I move a little bit closer to the the pile of weapons? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. They're only, I mean, they're essentially like two squares away. All right, well, I'm going to move closer to them. Perfect. You could even do a search check while you're right there if you wanted. Okay. This will be interesting. <laughs> Uh, that's a d22, right? A d20, yeah. That's a 9, plus 1. Ooh. 10. Well, you find a rocket launcher in that pile. <laughs> Fantastic. You don't have the cards with you, Matt, do you? You didn't get no, to print them out, right? Okay. No. Do we know what it's called or who makes it? Yes. Fidior, Firior makes the turtle slapper rocket launcher (laughs) okay it's the turtle slapper that's so funny all right (laughs) turtle slapper (laughs) for your dual wielding purposes right now where you're standing still next to a pile of guns not uh not a great yeah dual wielding weapon for your action skill (laughs) It's like the worst combo of guns, a shotgun and a rocket launcher. Yeah. You want to be close range for one and far away from the other. Uh, Good one. Okay, so now it is that skeleton's turn. Well, I'm by myself, but I'm committed, so I guess I gotta attack. For the horde. Skeleton sounds like Ron Funches. That's what I was going for. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Okay. It is going to do this damage to you. Four damage. That's not too bad. To you, Scott off the bus. Oh, man. Slashes with its spear. Not hitting too hard, but you have one shield left. Okay. That's not too bad. And it's back to Tarquin. There's just the one skelly left. And the electrical puddle has now faded away. Yay. <laughs> <Finally>. <laughs> um, well, I'm just going to take another shot at it uh, with my sniper rifle. Okay. So, oh, my 11. So you'll do 1d10. <laughs> one. <laughs> Woo! You nick one of his fi- his pinky finger. Ow, that hurt. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> no more lifelong promises for you, mate. <laughs> That's so good. And then I'm going to do... Gonna do- your- I'm going to do my, my second shot. Perfect. Oh, and that is a one. <laughs> oh, no. So you just have to spend your time reloading your gun. And that gives me a mayhem point. 
Fair enough. Well, at least I didn't accidentally shoot Scott off the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and then before I pass my go over, I'm just going to call out a veiled apology into the cavern. Sorry, guys. <laughs> hey, it's okay. Everyone's trying. I'm still not over it. No more lifelong promises for you. <laughs> I still have this one. <laughs> Now it is Cosbender's turn. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to try to put him out of his misery with my crappy SMG. Okay. 12 plus 3, so that's a 15. Oh, nice. So 3d4. 8. Minus 2, 6. Oh, look at me. I'm cracking up. He's making jokes. He's got, uh, what is it, gallows humor? Good for him. He's still in good spirits. Is he gonna? Is he gonna re- be reborn as a dragonfly or as a person? For sure. Okay. Cool. Good. Then I don't feel this, bad about it at all. Pew pew. Look at this positive energy. Oh, good. <laughs> Ron Funch's origin story. Exactly. Um. Well. Yeah. I'll give it. I'll give him another shot with the pistol. <laughs> okay. So, oh, it's minus one, isn't it? Yeah. Is that it? You yeah. get minus four, actually. Oh. Minus three total. Oh. Uh, because your uh, oh, your crappy so pistol that's... has a minus four mod. Ah, okay. So minus two total. <laughs> oh my gosh, Okay. <laughs> Your gun jams and you have to reload yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I've got some mayhem points to spend. Woot. Wow. <laughs> so the there's just the one skeleton still alive, right? Yes. And it's direct it's still directly next to you. Okay. I'm just gonna attack him, I guess. Okay. This would be a perfect opportunity to use your catchphrase. <laughs> After you've shot him. <laughs> uh, well, you know, maybe not, because I got a six. No, you still get something, though. You'll get one... Oh, but did you add your modifiers? Uh, I did not. So you get plus three. So you, that actually puts you at a nine. Nine, yeah. All right, that's not bad. Yeah, so you'll still get... You'll get 2d8. Right. Four, plus two damage. And two, six, plus two. So eight damage. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You shoot him, and this same thing happens. This time you hit the legs, actually. The tor- like lower torso, upper legs, scattered, collapses down, and its arm, as I'm going to spend some mayhem points right here to take a little wrath out on you. <laughs> well, this has been fun. Bye! And he, as he collapses forward, he slashes his spear twice at you. Kind of a double jab. He pokes you twice at it. Let's do that. <laughs> so he's going to do... Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. That doesn't sound good. 22 damage. Oh, boy. Whoa! Wow. Ouch. He knew how to use that spear. Mastery. It's all about, about the mastery. mastery. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's about the mastery. I do get a badass token for that, though. So what does that put you down to? 21. Four health left? Yeah. <laughs> Scott. No. My, my background says that I get plus five on starting health. Does that mean anything? It's already added in it's there. It's already added? Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, the first time your shields are depleted, you get a badass token. Yeah. All right. I'm glad that happened on the last turn. <laughs> yeah. Man, combat takes a long time. I probably could have shortened all of that for the podcast. <laughs> combat, combat does take a really long time. Yeah. All right. So you're standing in this cavern. There's the pile of guns. There's a, another kind of entryway that leads towards... Well, it's just like another... It's not. It goes away from the rails. Let's say that. So like the rails continue down one way into like a rubbled area. Uh, and then to the right, there's another passage. And then there is some crates as well on the other side of the atrium. So you've got the pile of guns and some crates that you could. Can I search really quick through the pile of guns again? We uh, search the crates. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to say every. I'm just letting you know everybody can go do it. And you know what? You don't even need to roll. Because you could, if you didn't find something useful, you can just keep searching, essentially. I'm going to generate enough weapons for everybody to gain one. Yay! Yay! <laughs> we got the pew pews. Okay, we've got the Ratatata, which is an SMG. And you guys can nice. trade it. So, like, even if if somebody wanted Matt's, if Matt wanted to trade his rocket launcher to somebody he could okay okay so the ratatata the head sploder which is a sniper <laughs> rifle the colonel which is a pistol so you've searched the weapons and those are the three weapons you found all right well so can we... i take the head sploder as it's a sniper yeah yeah my favorite weapon's sure. an smg I'm so i would go for the smg if that's okay with everyone and then you can have the pistol because you're a pistol wielder. This one. Yeah. Are you okay, okay with holding on to your rocket launcher, Scott? Yeah. Or would you rather have the SMG? I'm okay with the rocket launcher. Yeah. All right, cool. Everybody's happy. So I'll take the ratatata. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> can we can we search the other crates? Yes. Yeah. You know, what? I'll have you roll a d6. So whoever's gonna search it, roll the d6. Are we using? Search modifiers as well. No, no, you're just gonna roll a d6. All right, I'll have a whatever crack. the nap number is. Oh, a two. Oh, that's not. You get there's two grenades in there. Hey, it's not like one roll is necessarily better than the other roll. It oh, just determines no. what's in the crates. Okay. Cool. Two grenades. I assume you guys want to give those to Tarquin since he's used all his grenades. Oh, yeah, for sure. Plus, Tarquin always has the fun grenade ideas anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. You can just be Grenade Man. <laughs> yeah, you guys have explored everything in that room. Uh, well, should we go down the, this off-track bit? Yeah, that makes the most sense. Perfect. Am I in front again because of my light-up gun? Uh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Cosmender taking the lead comes up to eventually it comes to a dead end that has a dirty old mattress and heaps of opened cans of food. Looks like somebody's been living there 
for a little while. And then there's also a vent kind of in the, like a little ventilation shaft next to the bed. So someone's been living here. We should check the vent, probably. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's a smart idea. Because, I mean, it's not going to be the skeletons because they won't need to eat food, right? I'm assuming. Yeah, so I was thinking, I was like, (laughs) did the skeletons kill whoever was living here? (laughs) Or did they boss around the skeletons? Or, like, what's going on here? I kind of feel like the skeletons would have just found all the guns in the first room and not bothered looking anywhere else, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I have no idea what the skeletons are up to. So search the vent? Search the vent, I reckon. Yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, no, you don't want to do it. Oh, no. oh, oh, I have minus one search, so yeah, not. I've got a plus two. I've got a plus three, so I guess my search is the best, so I'll, I'll do it. 14 plus three, so seven. Seven, sorry, 17. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. You see that it opens up and there is another dirty, a dirtier mattress below for you to drop onto. So oh. it's like... A little shaft that leads to another room. An escape mattress. Yeah. <laughs> Do we want to send somebody down there to maybe gather information? Should we try calling out first? You know, like, hey, we've killed the skeletons. It's safe to come out now or something? Sure. Yeah. I'll do that then. Hey, we've killed the skeletons. It's safe to come out now. <laughs> Your voice echoes down the chamber, but no no response. Okay. Well. We'll just have to go through and down, I think. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and jump down, do a little somersault on the on the mattress so that I look like I do this sort of thing all the time because I'm very cool. <laughs> <laughs> As you drop down and land on the mattress, you feel like there's something in the mattress, like something kind of jabs into your leg a little bit as you land. Mm. Off-putting. And okay. then you're in another room... A little bit of a bigger room, and it has another vent at the end of the room. Okay. Looks like we're going to go vent spelunking. (laughs) Do you guys want to go jump down some more vents? Well, yeah. Is this going to be... Is this a good... Have we we all dropped down onto the first one? Or is it just Cosmendo that's gone? Oh, I guess I should call up and tell you. Yeah, I guess I'll call up and tell you guys that... um, it's all, like the coast is clear. It's just that there's something jabby in the mattress. <laughs> but if we're going to handle the jabby thing, maybe everybody wants to be with me. Can you like, use your insight on it and maybe see what it is? That's true. I could try to figure out what the jabby thing is. Oh, oh wow. I rolled a one. So. Oh. <laughs> you just assume that's what mattresses are. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even realize there was a mattress there. I'll jump down as well. I sleep on a coral reef a as a siren. No, I imagine that's not what siren necessarily <laughs> means in this world, but yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So, Robin, you jumped down? I've jumped down. Okay. Did you get hurt by the mattress? Did, was there any mattress no, no. action? No? Oh, I was nope. in the air, so I, um, I was more careful, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I, I will also drop down then. Robin or uh, Scott off the bus? Uh, do you wanna? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump down too. Oh man, we didn't do your. It would have been so perfect if we inserted your catchphrase as you blasted that guy away. Um... But then he did come back and nearly kill you. Oh yeah, that's true. I'll save it for a better 
better fight. Your shields have healed, by the way. We uh, investigate the mattress, maybe? I want to know what's in there. I mean, I personally don't think that there's anything wrong with the mattress. So I don't know why everybody wants to investigate the mattress. <laughs> but <laughs> everyone's on about it, so yeah. sure. Yeah, what, <laughs> what mattress? <laughs> What'd you get, Scott? That's 11 plus... What am I adding to it? Your search, search check. Oh. Uh, that's a 12, then. You find an echo log in there. <laughs> and it starts playing. Too far. It isn't worth this. You don't get to decide what it's worth, Dad. Until now, it was worth our entire lives. I think that's why you haven't found it. Maybe you'll never find it. Even when you were this close, it's our family birthright. And you just let it slip through our fingers again? It's just a legend, nothing more. You hear a sound of an impact and a body hitting the ground. Because it doesn't want you, Dad. It wants me to find it, because I'm willing to speak its language. The high-pitched squeal of a metal hinge, a clink, a hiss of steam. The younger voice strains with effort to lift something. The sound of searing flesh. A scream. Well, okay. well, sounds like Junior was too big for his britches. Uh, so I'm going to guess they're probably talking about the wizard's wand, and somebody yeah. was convinced that he could wield it, and was, I'm guessing, swiftly proven incorrect. That's what it sounded like to hmm. me, or at least find it. Should we check the next vent? Yeah. All right. You look at the vent, and this time it's like a space that you can crawl in and it's sloped downward. So like an actual ventilation shaft. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I think this is the right track. I'll go, I'll go. You start moving through the vent and it gets to a... It's sloped enough that you just start to slide, gaining speed faster and faster down this vent and you come out the other end. I won't say where until everyone else decides what to do because they can't hear you anymore <laughs> okay oh I'll, I'll go as well <laughs> like there's no going yeah. back really is there so we've, yeah. we've made this choice we're all going in the same direction I'll, I'll go with them hey for all you know at this point it's just a slide yeah a very fun slide with the ball pit at the end yeah could be <laughs> are you gonna go as well Scott no I'll sit here just kidding. No, oh, Scott, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this is where I get off the bus. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'll go. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody's going to roll a traverse check. Okay. 15. Is this a terrain traverse check or is this a regular traverse check? You know what? I do think it's a terrain traverse check because that's, <sighs> yeah, totally. I have a plus five to that. So I got a 26. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I got 17. I uh, got a critical fail. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and Tarquin? Um, I got 15. So Tarquin comes out first, obviously, lands 
somewhat elegantly on his feet at the bottom of and it drops he lands like a let's say like a three square drop from the ventilation to this rock area uh this large room i'm gonna do a gymnastic sort of finish you know and then a little bow (laughs) (laughs) just in case anyone's watching (laughs) <laughs> nobody's there to see you yet but <laughs> i appreciate that <laughs> yeah <laughs> shortly after cosmender exits out and as she leaves the vent she does a little leap and a graceful <laughs> twirl one-upping tarquin's just landing on his feet i'm sorry i'm such an asshole tarquin I'm gonna hold up a little scorecard that says 10 on it <laughs> <laughs> you're the best that's awesome (laughs) robin comes down lands on his feet stumbles a little bit but it's fine and then scott off the bus comes directly down landing face first into the dirt somehow during the fall he had switched his body around to go face first (laughs) so he's gonna take 1d6 damage so roll oh you know what i think i just rolled that or yeah i'll just roll it yeah. So you take four damage, but that's to your shields. Shouldn't have gotten off the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Should have just gone up top to the other mattress and had a nap. <laughs> you find yourselves in front of a large gold door with ornate etchings and a sinister warning saying, Do not open. You will explode. <laughs> Scrawled across the top. Yeah, that's where you are. It's a... It's a Good sized room with that door. Look, I don't want to claim to be an expert on golden doors in caves that we've never been to before. But the last time there was a sign on a door, it was exactly what it said it was. (laughs) (laughs) And I died. (laughs) So I just want to throw this out there. It could be exactly what it says it is. So we sh- we should toss that in our cauldron of options as we're discussing what to do next. <laughs> just just saying. <laughs> Is it worth maybe like just sacrificing one of us just to just to <laughs> prove it? Where would we respawn if we come back? I don't know exactly. It didn't tell me where the cauldron would be. Let's say before the vent. Okay. Was it cauldron? No, you know what? Let's just put it in the same room you guys are in. Let's just respawn. Behind you, there's a cauldron just sitting there. <laughs> I love it. No need well, to have I... you go through the whole cave okay. again for the mine. Wait, what was? Read the inscription again. Was it if you enter or if you open it? Do not open. You will explode. Oh, I think you should just open it then. You do it. What me? Yeah. Yeah. Go on then. I'll do it. Okay, roll an interact check. Uh, 18. You open it, and it opens very easily and silently. There's no locking mechanisms. Nothing happens. You you wait for the explosion. Nothing. Ooh. Maybe, no farts? maybe somebody has already opened it and exploded. <laughs> maybe it was the dude with the echo log that we heard. There was searing flesh and all that, wasn't there? Hmm. I'm going to do the bow again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what Tarquin said. I like all that. Sherlock Tarquin. 
Right, what what can we see through the door? Uh, you see light radiating from a larger cavern. What color? Beyond. What color is the light? Red. Or red. just red. Hmm. It's either danger or it's a brothel. <laughs> you can feel heat coming from it, which still doesn't help you to yeah, decipher still, whether it's still could be either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bro- I mean, we've Bro- come this far, yeah, guys. We the think there's nowhere else. We just got to go through. Yeah, we're, let's go. I'm going in. Yep. Okay. You're all going in? Yep. Yeah. Bulldozing ahead yeah. and praying okay. for brothels. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right. As you step through the thresholds into the chamber, you immediately, you immediately feel the oppressive heat of lava steaming up from the floor. <laughs> the room is perfectly round with stone walls and a high ceiling and adorned by several pillars with no obvious purpose. You guys can see at the very back of the room a raised platform sent standing five feet above the ground. A beam of light coming in from a crack in the ceiling shines down on a pedestal, revealing an unmistakable glint of pure gold. So there's just lava kind of like scattered on the floor here and there. It's not necessarily like directly in your path or anything. You would have to go out of your way to get into the lava. Uh, (laughs) and then there's four pillars this crack in the ceiling is it like daylight that's shining down on it like we could have just walked a bit further and found the hole and dropped right into this room it's like a sliver of (laughs) probably too small for you to get through not with a grenade i beg to differ still though i like the way you're thinking we could just go back up top find that spot and hack at it until it opens up (laughs) <laughs> since we know it's there so i'm i'm gonna get is that the wizard's wand you think guys you think that's the wizard's wand i reckon it must be or is it just some other fancy gold thing in the middle of <laughs> some kind of lava temple either way i mean either way it's yeah. a gold thing inside a lava temple so well, i want it cosmander if i may i mean the wizard's wand is an smg and that's that's your chosen weapon right it's true. You guys aren't supposed to know it's, true. it's an SMG. <laughs> I mean, oh no, I look through the scope of my rifle and say Oh, there you go. That looks a lot like an SMG. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Fixed the cannon. So, yeah. Well done. Alright, so alright, so what do we want to do here, guys? Uh I don't see any Direct threats aside from the lava. I mean, no, I feel like logic would dictate that as soon as we touch it, yeah, something, something will, will happen. happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would, I agree with that. But the door was fine. Okay, why don't we like, I don't know, spread out strategically, and then whoever touches it, we are at the best possible sort of cover. Yeah scenario for whatever might happen near an exit yeah so the least number of us will die (laughs) so straight in front of you is that pedestal to your left there's like a pillar that's two squares away that would be tall enough for people to stand behind and then four squares like uh there's like a gap of a square 
to the next pillar. So another person could hide there and then it's mirrored on the same, on the right side as well. So they're symmetrical. Do the pillars go all the way to the roof, the ceiling? No, they're just tall, more like monoliths. Well, yeah, I'm gonna... An effort was made. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get behind one of them and watch. I'll I'll do my usual stay in the doorway with my head sploder, and I guess I'll I'll play the role of Aladdin, going and I'm gonna go touch the thing. I'll uh, I'll help cover her with my uh, rocket launcher, my turtle slapper. <laughs> okay, Robin gets behind one of the pillars. Which pillar do you want to pick? The one sort of nearer the, sort of on the left, nearer the front of the thing. Okay, like close the pillar closest to the, to the yeah. All right, so you get behind there, Matt or uh, Scott. You're hanging out path in the back, right, with your rocket launcher, or did you want to get behind a pillar? I I might as well get behind a pillar too. Okay, would okay. do you want to go just opposite of him? Yeah, and then Tarquin, you're standing in the doorway with your sniper. Yeah, Cosmender gets halfway through. And a loud ping echoes off the unforgiving chamber walls, and a small metal cylinder tumbles and rolls to a stop in front of you all. A brilliant, blinding light floods the chamber. Boom! As your vision begins to return, you see a faint silhouette of a man standing next to the pedestal, uh, his hand on the golden object. This is the wizard's wand of legend. He slowly affixes the weapon to his arm and begins speaking slowly to you guys. And you can hear him over the bubbling lava. My great-great-great-grandfather forged this weapon. Every subsequent generation of Coogans has dedicated their lives to getting it back. My father sought this wand his whole life. The search consumed him, drove him mad. He believed the wand was taunting him that it demanded more from him, but he was never worthy of it. Only I was willing to pay the wand's golden price. He cradles the wand in his, in his delicate arms, in his loving arms. As the cuff of his sleeve rolls up while he's cradling it, it reveals an articulated hand and arm coated with, or possibly rebuilt from solid gold. He hefts the gun onto his prosthetic shoulder and then swings it in an in a high arc, opening fire on the vault hunters. Both the weapon and its spray of bullets catch the dim light as they sweep through the air. Gold. The gun fires gold. Boy, how are they going to deal with this one next week? You'll have to tune in. The new episode drops on Wednesday. I'd like to thank Letter Games and Nirvana Games for making Bunkers and Badasses a reality, and I'm sure that I messed up plenty of rules this time as well, even though I learned new ones. Cosmender is played by Elena Sanchez. She's on Twitter, at Elena C. Sanchez. She's making a board game called Party Planner. I bet you can guess what you do in it. 
Tarquin Britstone is played by Phil McNeil, the organized half of the podcast Organized Fun. That's organized with an S because they're from across the pond. They're at Fun Organized on Twitter. Robin Eagle is played by Mark Rollins. He's the villainous half of Organized Fun, that board game hater. He also has a podcast in which he watches Doctor Who with somebody who hasn't seen Doctor Who. Those early, early, early episodes. Old-timey, black and white, no audio. It does the flashcards of what they're saying and then piano music. That's to watch who and it's the same name on Twitter. Scott off the bus is played by one of my bestest friends, Matt Laraway. He doesn't have anything to plug. Intro and outro music is Suffer Long by Kyle Macker. You can follow him on Twitter and find more of his awesome music on YouTube and SoundCloud at DeScythePilot. And he's on Twitch as Mecha Mac. The Bunker, aka the BM, is me, Riley Stock, host of the Board Game Community Show. <laughs> you can follow me at Nerd Out With Us. You can look at the show notes because that is a lot of people, and all of that information is there in the show notes. I've already started writing my own story so that when the full game is released, I can just kind of tweak it. And this same group that we have here will start recording a brand new story and it won't spoil anything from the source book. Very, very excited. Don't miss out. Next week is the finale. And then after that, we'll have an after show where we just kind of talk about how we felt about it. Thanks for listening, and if you enjoyed it, feel free to leave a review and or share it with your friends. Hated it? Share it with your enemies. Until next time, keep nerding out.